0: You guys keep it down. I
1: can't. Sure.
0: They need to hear the theme music. Oh, We'll just whisper over I could. You worked really hard on this music. Sure. So we already did this though. we need
2: to do it right It's
0: true. Uh, hello. 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 We're getting meta today, folks. <laughs> Yeah, audience members. That's right. Every single week when we record, we have to sit silently through that music.
2: <laughs> and most weeks we end up laughing because yeah. silently, but for some reason it's funny.
1: Silence is funny. It is funny.
0: Sid always just makes a funny face whenever the music comes on because she hates the song.
1: That's so funny. I have never made a funny face. Oh my gosh! In my life, there's so many. Stop f- playing games funny you guys. Th-
0: <laughs> <laughs> you need to be stopped right now you're done Becca, okay. needs, Becca I, you're okay, just
2: bye. so funny
1: <laughs> I know you're Thank so you. funny you Thank know I you. love like talking during the podcast because I'm just looking at all your guys's games
0: <laughs> it's true we do have a shelf of games <laughs> right in Sid's eyeline. yes fortunately for me I get to look at Ryan Gosling and Timothy Chalamet
1: I'm really jealous I'm just gonna bring like some view mirrors <laughs> so I can just
0: <laughs> just see behind you yeah See that little boy in the in the in, under the sheet, dressed like a ghost.
1: It's not working not a for me, little boy.
0: It could be. You don't know.
1: We don't know if that's Casey Affleck. That is or not. That. There's
0: no way that's Casey Affleck. They did not pay Casey Affleck, yeah, to take not. that picture.
2: Maybe they did. You don't know.
0: I guarantee they didn't.
2: Well, I don't think it's a little boy.
0: But it could be. Whatever. We're talking about the poster for a ghost story that's hanging <laughs> on our wall. Really great audio content here, guys. <laughs> um hello and welcome to episode
2: 36 i have no idea i stopped keeping track
0: episode 36 until further notice of we watch movies and then talk about them the only podcast on the internet where we watch a movie and then talk about it
1: this is 44
0: no this is 35
1: then why does this say 44 43
0: because I said there. Oh. Are, there are numbered episodes oh, and there duh. are not numbered episodes. I'm
1: sorry. Kick me out. Our of the
0: special podcast. episodes don't have a number.
2: That makes sense. We have that many special episodes.
0: Yeah, we've got like ten between all the Halloween stuff and the top uh, movies. And okay, um, wow, yeah. Oscar nomination one we did. Anyway, welcome to episode 35 of We Watch Movies and Then Talk About Them. The only podcast on the internet where we watch a movie and then talk about it. There may be other podcasts where they watch a movie and then talk about it, but this is the only one where we do that. My name is Andrew Westensko. I am the host of this year podcast. I am joined at my right hand in life and in all things by Becca. Hello. How's it going?
2: It's going pretty well.
0: Good. And at my left hand by Sid. Hello. It's not as exciting as the right hand, but it's the only other one that I have.
1: Sorry, I couldn't be better.
0: Well, I just only have one right hand. Yeah. But if we ever get like a fourth person on the podcast, I'm going to figure out who actually is at my left hand. You know what I mean?
2: And then someone's just left out. And
0: then someone's going to be left out. Then we will be like, and then we got this dude. <laughs> they,
1: they're just not introduced, <laughs> but there's four people talking.
0: <laughs> 100%.
1: They never talk. You just like hear them like coughing in the background.
0: Um. Let's... Let's jump into this a little bit with my new favorite segment of the podcast, and that's after watching this movie, um, where are we on the existential dread scale? Oh. Now, to remind the audience, uh, standard level is about a 65%, right?
1: And this is for Sid only, right? This is just for Sid, (laughs) yeah. After just the movie, um... 82 percent
0: 82 percent wow that's quite the spike that's almost a 20 percent spike in the existential dread meter
2: wait i thought it was at 75 to begin with 65 i thought was
0: i don't remember standard. oh 65 we'll say that's it okay that's our baseline yeah. all right it never drops below 65 <laughs> percent. Never.
1: Mm-mm. i've never experienced it
0: after watching paddington 2 firm 65 <laughs> yeah, percent.
1: that is the lowest it can go and only paddington 2 can do that for me
0: because the true baseline is 69
1: nice (laughs)
0: um today we watched um i'm sure i'm gonna say his name wrong michael haneke uh his 2007 remake of his own 1997 film of the same name funny games hence all of the horrible jokes that we were trying to make at the beginning of the podcast
2: i thought we were pretty funny with the games we played okay
1: i'm done it's over becca now
0: this movie does contain some games it is not super funny but maybe there's a couple chuckles here and there
2: i don't remember chuckling ever in this movie
0: oh okay um well michael haneke's funny games stars just the whitest of white gloves this side of a proctologist's office (laughs) and it is about a family that is just trying to have a vacation in their summer home and things go just a little bit awry is that a fair description
2: yeah yeah I think the lesson that we should take from this movie is to never lend eggs to anyone, ever. Ever.
1: I was gonna say don't be rich. Oh, that too. So I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing in that fantastic, area. Yeah. yeah. Doing great. So we're safe. Yeah.
0: Woo! Nobody ever wants to murder a poor family, right? Yeah. Yeah. I guess Richard Ramirez did.
1: Well, we also lock our doors. He didn't really didn't he rob them?
0: No, Richard Ramirez killed the crap out of a ton of people. Yeah. He was a super murderer.
1: I don't think he robbed... Them. Oh.
0: I said nobody ever wants to kill a poor family.
1: Why does he think I'm robbing?
0: I don't know. He did rob rich. them too, though. I'm sure he did. Yeah, Richard Ramirez. Not a great guy. The no. Night, the Night Stalker. Not a great guy. No. Um, we do not condone the actions of Richard Ramirez on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Just felt the need to say that. Um, Guys, this one is... Uh, maybe... I don't know how to put this, the, uh, I guess the most probably disturbing movie that we've covered so far.
2: Um, yeah, maybe. What would you? Well, as soon as you said disturbing, I just immediately thought of the scene in Hereditary.
0: I guess that's true. We, we've had Hereditary, we've had Prisoners.
2: I just don't think I've seen a scene more disturbing than the one specific scene in Hereditary.
0: The uh, car ride through the country, you mean?
2: Oh, no. I was thinking about just when they were like smoking and hanging out.
1: That's it.
0: Oh, under the bleachers? Yeah. <laughs> yeah that not, was pretty... Were,
1: I had nightmares about that for weeks. week. Yeah, the youths are yeah, definitely off was, track. That was scary, for sure.
0: <laughs> um... I will say this, though. This uh, might be the movie that we've watched with the most limited audience. I'd wager that very, very, very few people who listen to the podcast regularly have seen this movie. Um, I was introduced to it uh, through the Joys of the Criterion Collection. And because they announced that they were coming out with a version of it, I thought the cover art was really, really cool. So I looked it up, watched it, and I watched it uh maybe three or four months ago just by myself and then i bought the criterion version because i was so impressed with it and here we are
1: and he wouldn't stop talking about it so we watched it
0: that's actually true
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's how most of these movies are it's just andrew won't shut up about it so we finally give in and we watch it
0: yeah, i'm just more vocal than you guys you guys just need to have a little bit more you know power in fine your next
1: week we're doing paddington 2 dude i'm down i actually won't be here next week the week after the week after, we do Midsummer,
0: Okay. We can do Paddington, too. I have no problem with that. Are you going to give it a 10, Sid? Do you we can't... have to watch the wait. first one? <laughs> the, the people can't hear the faces you're making. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just describe them.
0: It's the... What's the emoji?
1: The shrugging emoji.
0: <laughs> yeah, the, like, weird one.
1: We'll just have to wait and see.
0: We'll have to see if Sid gives it's Paddington a to a 10.
1: I give it a 1. I hate that movie. <sighs>
0: Just didn't see that coming <gasps> all right here's the thing folks uh this movie is if, if you're listening to this having not watched the movie um i guess uh, a little disclaimer here it's not for the faint of heart um it's pretty brutal but not Uh, When I first heard about it, I heard that it was pretty brutal. And it wasn't brutal in the way that I was expecting after hearing that it's brutal. It's not like...
2: Like you don't see a lot of the violence.
0: Yeah, it's not excessively violent at all. It's incredibly emotionally distressing. So if you are, I guess, worried about being emotionally distressed, this one might give you uh, some anxiety but having said that there is a lot going on here and a lot to talk about and i am excited to do so because i'm curious what you guys think of it i have my thoughts and especially because this is the second time that i've seen it Um, i'm curious what your guys thoughts are i do want to kick us off with something though um just to lighten the mood just a tad little bit it's something that i saw on the facebooks and uh, this is just going to get us in a little bit more of a of a little bit of a happy mood, right? And I'm going to put you guys on the spot here. This is a personality quiz. All right, are you ready? Oh boy! All right. You are reborn today, but not as a human, as a basket of four ingredients for the popular Food Network TV show Chopped. <laughs> what four ingredients are you?
2: Do they have to go together?
0: No, the the whole point of Chopped is to screw people up. That's fair. And you can choose you want to be the appetizer, entree, or dessert.
2: Okay, I four ingredients. Okay, go. I would be um, number one, popcorn. Okay. Two salsa. Three, pickles. And four. Oh, I need something better to tie together. <laughs> For um, bananas.
1: All
0: right.
2: And you have to make a dessert.
0: A dessert with pickles and salsa?
2: Yes, and wow. popcorn and bananas. Popcorn
0: and bananas, that's easy. You can make well, some yeah. sort of like... I feel like you can make like a a crunchy like brittle
2: yeah but yeah it'd have to be like um like a spicy popcorn there's there's spicy popcorn that like we have a little like a jalapeno stuff we never use it on it yeah because i don't want spicy
1: popcorn that sounds gross all right
0: Sid, your four ingredients go
1: um okay uh let's go pasta what kind uh rigatoni okay um peaches ooh, uh, string cheese
0: all right
1: and um, frog
0: tongue can you eat frog tongue
1: I don't know but they always put weird stuff in those baskets so you have to put you, can, you can eat frog That's legs true. no we're gonna go tongue
0: okay frog tongue I feel like it would just cook down to nothing but
1: I don't care it's in there I'm no expert okay
2: <laughs> peach pasta that sounds like it could be yeah it was like you had me until the frog (laughs) tug
0: all right here we go and it's an entree i suppose yeah okay then i'll do the appetizer here okay this is your appetizer ingredients all right folks you have salmon and um I wasn't anticipating doing an entree, so I'm trying to think of something that's not too heavy here. (laughs) You have salmon. You have raw red onions. You have um, prosciutto and Code Red Mountain Dew. You have to make an appetizer out of this that. This
1: just
2: makes me hungry. I feel like you could make like a little salad out of
1: that.
0: Make like a... Yeah, because the prosciutto and the salmon could go...
1: And just the the Mountain Dew is just the dressing. Well, yeah, you yeah. Do, you
0: like distill it down into like a weird cherry vinaigrette.
1: No, just straight up Mountain Dew. You just... <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, folks, that's our lightened mood here. We're all a little happy here. All right, we're <laughs> going to talk about funny games now. Again, if you haven't seen this movie... Um, if you're, if you're not faint of heart, check it out, because I, I'll i say up front, I think it's incredibly worthwhile. It's not an easy watch, but I think especially for heavy consumers of cinema, um, it's worthwhile to watch it and then talk about it afterwards, which is what we do, ironically, on this podcast. <laughs> so here we go. We're going to be breaking it down. We're going to be starting out with some hot takes, and then discussion uh sid's gonna have what little trivia i, I don't know, is there even any worthwhile trivia
1: there are like a few
0: okay um then we'll do our ratings out of 10 put it on the weston scale and then we'll move on to some other topics specifically talking about how excited we are for midsummer so let's get right in with some hot takes don't burn yourself on these hot takes becca how hot is your hot take um
2: my hot take is It's fairly hot. I feel like I don't really understand what determines the heat of my hot take.
0: (laughs) You determine the heat of your hot take.
2: I feel like it changes every week, so I'm just going to go ahead and say it's hot so that you'll all listen to me.
0: Nice. I like spicy hot takes.
2: (laughs) All right. Well, I thought the first half of this movie was boring until I, like decided I was on board and then I really liked it
0: the half what what do you define as the first half
2: um okay we're spoiling by the way I'm trying to pinpoint the moment that I decided I was in and I think it was when they were in the room they spent most of the time in that like front room but I'm trying to remember exactly which moment it was I think it was just when they started playing games in the room. It's like not too long after they got in there.
0: Okay. That's not quite half then.
2: So yeah, I guess the beginning.
0: That, makes, that And that's fine. The beginning is a little slow.
2: Yeah. And it's not even that it's slow that it bothered me. It's just that like everybody was acting so strange. Like all of them were acting strange, not just the two crazy kids. Like the whole family was. And I feel like, they would have been or should have been more forceful to get the kids to leave or like I don't know it was just like kind of weird so like it took me a while to like settle in and be like okay this is just kind of a quirky movie but then once I was like okay with the quirkiness of it like I was kind of surprised at how much I enjoyed it
0: yeah uh, a lot of words to describe this movie I don't know that I would have used quirky
2: (laughs) Well, but do you know what I mean? I do. I get what you mean. I know what you mean. The two guys are both just psychopaths, but just everything happens in a very, I don't know, that seems like the best word to describe it to me in a very quirky way. Like when you think about uh, like a movie or story about a family being held hostage Um, I feel like there's more like force behind it and the people are more like evil and creepy, but these two guys were just like weird. Yeah. And like in a very polite way, they were weird and they just were like dressed very nice and wanted to be clean. And so that just like was hard to like get on board with at first. But once I finally did, I think I enjoyed the movie a
1: lot more
0: well, Right on sid 83 percent
1: uh no we're still at a solid 82
0: okay how hot is your hot take
1: i don't want to say in case i'm wrong
0: you determine the heat of your hot take
1: <laughs> uh i feel like it's pretty hot oh
0: spicy <laughs> hit me
1: um so i liked this more than i thought i would um like, it was a hard watch, and it wasn't very fun to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Contrary to what you may think, it's it's not very fun. But there were so many things about it that I really enjoyed. Like, I, as much as they suck, I really liked the characters of the bad guys. Paul and Peter, they were just like, they were such dicks, but they were, they were very charismatic when they were on screen and yeah I just thought they were really interesting and you know like thinking to other movies that have like a similar like I'm thinking of like The Strangers where that one is very much played off as like a horror um because there were so many times when this movie could have got you with like some cheap jump scares or you know just like ratcheting up the tension with music but there's hardly any music um And, like, there are so many panning shots that I was just, like, expecting there to be someone standing the next time they panned over.
0: Like when she's going in and out of the fridge at the beginning? Yeah. And, yeah.
1: yeah. um So, yeah, it's it's definitely scary and nerve-wracking, but in a different, more effective way. So, yeah. I I liked it. I well, that's spicy. It's not, it's not that hot.
0: Please. I... Just, uh... You guys, well, lo- you are, guys are look are hot... to me like I have some definition of what makes a hot take hot.
1: I'm all self conscious.
0: You determine the heat of your hot take. I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. I'm be like, oh, it's a cold hot take. <laughs> if you came in here and you were like, man, movie, and that was your hot take, yeah, that's a cold hot take. But like, <laughs> uh, my hot take, um, I am into this movie. Um, I don't know that I would say that I like it because it's not pleasant to watch. It's not fun to watch. I think that one of the more interesting aspects of this movie is that it manages to be a pretty wildly entertaining home invasion movie. Well, at the same time, almost satirizing home invasion movies and violent cinema in general and criticizing the audience. It's basically the movie seems like it's mad at you for liking it. (laughs) And I think that it speaks to the skill of the direction going on here that it's able to do that. It's able to be a really entertaining movie. And then at the same time, like make you feel bad for being entertained by it because like what's going on is not entertaining. I don't know. There's just, it's, it's, obviously incredibly self-aware and very meta at times i mean they break the fourth wall and just a side note i'm a huge fan of fourth wall breaks i think they're way underutilized
1: i am too i really liked how they did it in this one
0: yeah um but yeah i just i like i said i think that it communicates its themes in a very effective way that leaves you coming out of the movie like i said almost feeling bad for Having liked it, and I always like Becca's def- Be- Becca's definition of a good movie is one that leaves you thinking about it, and I've been thinking about this one like nonstop since I watched it in March. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. That's my hot take. I feel like that was a bit rambly, more so than usual.
1: <laughs> I thought it was fine. Thank you. You're welcome.
0: You didn't think it was too funny? No. Thank you. Um, so let's get down to some nuts and bolts. I have a number of things that I specifically think this movie does incredibly well. Um, I guess, uh, like I said, where I'm not going to, I guess, get all pedantic over the vocabulary that I'm using. Like, I think that it's safe to say that none of us are like, well, I love this movie because it's not pleasant to watch. So when I say things like your favorite part or your favorite aspect, it's not like... Ooh, this was great. It made me really happy when they freaking yeah. stabbed the dude. Like, we're talking about from a filmmaking perspective. Yes. So, what were you guys' favorite aspects of this movie? What did you... I guess, what did you think was most successful in this movie?
2: I think, for me, one of the most successful parts is when uh, Peter and Paul leave. And it's like halfway through the movie and they're just gone. And I was left thinking, like, oh, is it kind of, like is it over now? Are they going to get help? Are they going to get out? And then we were still um, watching Anne and George try to like find a way out. But I don't know. So I guess like it gave you a sense of safety almost for a second, mm-hmm. and then just took it right away.
0: Yeah, I think that is. I think the most effective sequence of the movie um, is, I mean, gosh, how long is that? It's got to be close to 10 minutes. Yeah, it's that one
2: scene. That one
0: take. Yeah. Where it is just like focused on her after they shoot Georgie. And she gets up and gets out of her tape and then goes and helps George Sr. uh, Just the starkness of that shot. Because I would almost disagree with you. I think that why that's so effective is that even though they're gone i don't think it gives the audience any hope like i mean i even the first time watching it i didn't expect them to get away or to be all right you know what i mean
2: well and i guess not necessarily a sense of hope but like a like oh it's over you know like they're alive it's they left you know, like it's not, that doesn't usually happen in a home invasion movie. Like you don't see them leave and then come back like that. Yeah. So it was like surprising and I had no idea what to expect. And
0: Yeah. And I would agree with that because I think that what it's doing there rather than giving hope is it's toying with your expectations, right? Mm-hmm. Like these guys are so unpredictable in the way that they are handling this situation of taking this family hostage. That, like, I don't think anything good is going to happen, but I have no idea what's going to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, it does make you wonder, like, oh, is it over? And, like, the movie has been so idiosyncratic up to that point that, like, you could see, you could almost, like, see a world where the director is like, yep, that's the end of the movie.
2: Yeah, or even, like, Peter and Paul are in the rest of the movie. You know, like other terrible. Yeah, it just like happen, takes a but, weird like, left turn. Yeah. Yeah, so I just like was left, just not knowing.
0: Yeah, and I think it it effectively keeps the momentum of the film going. Where they do spend so much time just in that room, I think that that, in a weird way, how it like screeches everything to a halt. It also keeps the momentum of the movie going. Yeah. So from a filmmaking perspective, it's also a good scene.
2: Well, and veering from that a little bit. Sorry, I'm talking a lot, but it's, <laughs> that's what you do it. on a podcast. Well, you were
0: you, a co-host on a podcast.
2: You asked a question, and I didn't <laughs> let everybody answer, and now I'm talking about something else. That's fine. Go okay. For it. Well, anyway, I really liked how they didn't ever show anything. Like they never showed the violence. They showed like the aftermath, but like that scene specifically. Like, it it didn't even show her, like, go in and get the knife and cut herself loose. We just hear it all happening. Mm -hmm. And it didn't show them shoot the boy. We just heard it happening. With
0: the exception of her shooting uh, Paul.
2: Yes. But that gets taken back. Yeah.
0: Why do you think that is?
2: I don't know. And that's... Well, I wanted to ask you that.
0: I read an interesting article about this movie after I watched it the first time. Um, that uses that and the scene where they make Anne get naked um, as basically Haneke's extended commentary on censorship. Um, that, like, even though all of these terrible things are happening, we are not shown them, but that doesn't lessen their impact on us, right? Um,
2: Oh, that's interesting.
0: So one, right? Like we don't see anybody die, but we very much feel it, even though it's not shown in like a gruesome way, right? So that's one. Two is that when he's making Anne get naked, he puts a bag over Georgie's head, but makes sure that he's safe and everything, but he has no problem physically and mentally abusing her in front of him in that like we very... In Western society, we very heavily censor anything sexual, but violence is totally fair game. And, like, abuse and mental trauma and things like that. Hmm. Which I think is a really interesting take on it. Yeah. Because I guess the overarching theme of the movie is, I guess, in reference to the the desensitization to violence that we like i said in in western film and media specifically like how desensitized we've become to it um and this presents it in a much starker light and i think that it's the very long static takes i think it's the just honestly mind-blowing performances That like specifically naomi watts turns in that really frame the violence in i I mean it sounds weird to say it this way but like in a negative light so we watch something like john wick you know what i mean and we're like oh dude he just snapped that guy's neck with a book (laughs) and we freaking cheer and you know he's throwing knives into people's crotches and things like that and we're all super into it but like I guess the question that it asks is like, is that something to be celebrated? You know what I mean? Cause like violence is bad and killing is bad and murder is bad. But like so often in film and in other media, specifically in the news, we celebrate it or ignore it. And I think that this film makes you face the the reality of the, of it in a really, I guess, harrowing way.
2: Yeah, I don't think I would have picked up on that or thought about it that way at all if you hadn't just said it. <laughs> <laughs> also, because you, before we watched this movie, kept saying that it, it's just like Videodrome except without the sci-fi. And it's not. The its themes are. Yeah, they are like now that we're talking about it like that, I see that, but I didn't see it after just watching the movie.
0: Gotcha. And as long as I'm rambling here, I think that the secondary theme is that of, um, horror and home invasion and torture movies in general, in that not only in like something like John wick or mission impossible or whatever, we cheering all of these people dying and, you know, being maimed and all of that. But you watch something like the strangers. And I think that the strangers is the kind of movie that like, if this movie was a person, it would just like want to burn every copy of the strangers. (laughs) Because again, we come into this and we know it's a home invasion movie, right? Like that's what I was expecting the first time I watched it. I was like, Oh, it's an incredibly disturbing home invasion movie is what I heard. And I was like, okay, let's go. And like, As much as we think that we want the family to get away or we think that we want them to succeed, that's not why you watch a home invasion movie. That's not why you watch a horror movie. You don't watch a horror movie because you want the good guys to win. Like you watch a horror movie and specifically this genre, like a home invasion movie, you watch a movie like that to see people suffer. Like as gross as that sounds... Like, that's what this movie does. It makes you face that. that That's why you watch a movie like this. You know what I mean? And that's something that's, I guess, difficult to admit to yourself, especially as someone who has previously very much enjoyed watching, for example, The Strangers. Like, I've seen a lot of times it sits on our shelf and everything, but then, like, you got to think about why you want to watch it. And I think that this ties into, uh, we went and saw the new Child's Play this week and i didn't hate it becca hated it yep um but again like you got to think about it like she came out of it and we were talking about it and your comment was basically like i don't know why i needed to see that like i don't know why you know what i mean like not misunderstanding what the movie was going for but like why did it need to be made Mm -hmm. and i think it's just uh, like that little bit of self-reflection this movie makes you do that like oh, I'm watching a movie. I'm watching this movie to see people suffer and die in horrendous ways and like maybe reconsider if that's the best way to spend your time because that's what the fourth wall breaks do, right? Is he, he looks at you and he's like, this is what you think you want, right? You want a plausible plot. You want character development, but not what you're getting. So like you come in with those expectations and not only does it shut them down, it makes you think about those expectations. And I think, I don't know. Like I said, it's, it's a hard thing to ad- admit to yourself. And it's something that I've thought about quite a bit since watching this. And maybe I need the reminder every once in a while. Because I knew what Child's Play was going to be. And I was like, yeah, let's go see it. <laughs> but, like, again, maybe, like, going into a movie with the express purpose of, like, I want to see people die in crazy ways. Like, is that a good thing to want? I don't know. Hmm.
2: I feel like I just need to sit and think for four <laughs> hours now.
0: <laughs> Sid, what are your thoughts? What's going on? You got a you got a, a you got a pensive look on your face here. Because apparently, I have to describe all your yeah all your I'm reactions just, to things. I'm just
1: trying to stay awake right now. Not that you guys aren't <laughs> interesting, but um, no, yeah, it does make a lot of sense thinking back to like what we saw in the movie and like watching it like i knew going into it most likely they were, they weren't getting out of it alive like that that was just kind of you know um what is it in prisoners pray for the best prepare for the worst that's what he says yeah and it's kind of you know when like she escapes and she's like running and you're like you want her to survive but you know she's not and i don't know there's just like A lot of dread in it and you just feel it and that's why i'm at an 82 right now um yeah i feel like a horrible person now for liking this stuff but i don't know like also this one is kind of like you know like where child's play didn't really have a reason for it this one is kind of yeah home invasions happen there are psychopaths out there who just want to kill people
0: richard ramirez Yeah. I mean, he's dead now, but he wasn't for a while.
1: Very true. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, like, even though it's a, a hard watch, it is kind of like teaching a bit of a lesson. Just like, don't give people eggs. Don't trust white boys dressed all in white.
0: Yeah. If somebody's wearing golf clothes around, just forget about it.
1: Just don't
2: own golf clubs. They could be used against you. Just,
1: again, don't be rich. That's all you have to do. Don't
0: own anything that could be used as a bludgeoning weapon.
1: (laughs) Against you. So, gotta get rid of the guitar.
0: I gotta get rid of the guitar. The tripod. There's a stool, the chairs.
1: Um, Yeah, it's all gotta
2: go. Really, anything in here could be used as a weapon. The screwdriver. Blade
0: Runner book.
1: Your uh, diplomas. (laughs) It's all gotta go. Those was
0: done me a lot of good, so... (laughs) No, and I think that, um, I guess two more thoughts, because uh, it, it kind of, it attacks a lot of these movies from uh, a lot of different points of view. And I think, I mean, and they pointed out, they're so blunt about it, but like, what do they say? Like, all of this for a few eggs. Like, a lot of these movies happen for dumb reasons. And again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to poop on the strangers a little bit more here is at the end when she's all tied up and they're about to murder her she's like why us they're like because you were home yeah and i used to think like that was such a chilling line and i'm like no that's stupid (laughs) (laughs) but i guess going back to the richard ramirez thing like that's literally what happened like he would just pick a random house and yeah go murder people so i don't know um and two, I think that the movie goes to very uh, deliberate lengths to deny us any satisfaction from any of the deaths. Mm-hmm. And I think, too, specifically Anne, when, like, I mean, they're just chatting and talking and he's just like, oh, it's time, pushes her off the boat. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, and
0: that's it. Like, there's no fanfare. There's no music. There's no nothing. It's just like, ah, you're gone. Yeah. Because I'm in control. This is what I said was going to happen. So it happens.
1: Mm-hmm. And even the one satisfying death where she shoots Peter...
0: Is taken away. Is
1: taken away. Yeah.
0: What did you guys think about that scene?
1: I was very confused, but I think I liked it. Yeah, I thought they were
2: going to like do more with that later on in the movie. like The
0: rewind feature?
2: Yeah or or like explain it somehow but just after like everything that you've said just now like it does just feel like i don't know maybe a little bit meta but like just like okay this happened but never mind we're going to take it away and it's not going to happen and so it gives you the like that violence that you want or whatever and then immediately takes it away and i think Going along with what you're saying, like, it just, like, hits the point again that we want violence and we can't have it with this movie.
0: Yeah. Because, I mean, think about it. Like, again, I'm thinking back to the first time I watched it. Did I cheer when she ran out the front door? You know what I mean? When I thought that she might get away? Like, did I cheer when the 911 call went through? Like, those are actual gains i suppose for them no but you can bet your butt that i cheered when she blasted that dude with a shotgun
2: i didn't feel bad i was like well now he like he deserves that you
0: know what i mean but it's like it's like again it goes to a lot of lengths to deny us the satisfaction of things that are not actually satisfying yeah so i don't know and with all of this there's of course something to be said of separating art from life and like obviously something like where we enjoy something like john wick like something like that happening in real life like is tragic and Mm -hmm. awful um
1: but it's really cool in a movie
0: it's really cool in a movie but like it's i don't know And I don't even know that the point of this movie is to, like, make you feel bad for enjoying Mission Impossible or John Wick. I think that it's to, I guess, just get you to self-examine a little bit about why you enjoy certain things and why you are watching certain things. Which is a good way to spend your time. Yes, Self-reflection, people do it.
2: I think this is going to be a movie that I think about a lot after. Yeah. Had we not talked about it, though, I probably would have just immediately forgotten it. And (laughs) that's the point of the podcast, Becca. (laughs)
0: Our our mission statement is literally to help people gain a deeper appreciation of film.
1: We have a mission statement?
0: It's just in my head.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: We haven't written it down, but we've talked about it. Jeez, you guys act like we don't plan these things at all.
2: Do we plan these things at all?
0: We roughly plan. We've talked about... Oh, my gosh. I'm not doing this on air. We've talked about what we want the podcast to be.
2: Uh, it's just meant week to week. We don't really... Yeah. We just kind of do it.
0: Oh, yeah. It's because we're not making any money. As soon as somebody starts paying us, then we'll put more than the minimum number of hours into this. Um... But yeah, I think that apart from that, just huge props uh, to everybody who had a hand in making this movie. I think it's impeccably directed. The tone of it is uh, just soul crushing. Um, Cinematography is outstanding uh it's just and i guess this is the haneke special i've never seen any of his other films but reading about it is something that i guess he's known for is those like static long takes where the camera doesn't move it just like sits on a scene and things happen i think uh there's not a bad performance here there's not even a mediocre performance here every single performance is outstanding and even a little kid
2: yeah he did good
0: i always I, I always feel a little bad for little kids that have to like act in roles like this i'm like how do you not get a little traumatized
2: i'm sure he's traumatized like the
0: faces they get him to pull and
2: yeah i don't know man
0: music incredibly effective because the only music is when they're (laughs) doing the like classical guessing game at the beginning and then there's that one like i don't even know what to call it extreme metal screaming yeah (laughs) But it does, I don't know, it's, I think that even the music is a little bit meta because they use it to jar you out of your sense of security. So go there. I don't know. Like I said, I think the most important thing to take away from this film is just to maybe look inside a little bit and ask yourself why you enjoy the things that you enjoy and if that is healthy behavior.
2: Because you might be being brainwashed.
0: Well, yeah, or, you know, desensitized and all that was, kind of stuff. I was
1: just thinking about video drama. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm just a, a psychopath. That's what I've come down to. Is that it? Yeah. I'm a psychopath. Uh-oh. Cool. Are
0: you going to go try and borrow eggs from people and then hit them with a golf club?
1: No, I don't think I'm that bad. There's got to be like a, a spectrum of psychopath.
0: So you're like you're like a high functioning psychopath. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, no, and that's the thing is like I mean, we've talked about it and on on the podcast and together and everything, there's plenty of movies that were like yeah. you know what I mean? Like what is it? Uh was it Snowpiercer? That, oh yeah. That was so, my general reaction yeah. to it. it was just
2: <laughs> <laughs> Well and even um just to talk about something that we're currently watching. It, we're watching Westworld right now. Mm. And... These violent delights have... It, these, what is it? The, these these violent, violent delights have violent ends? Yeah. Yeah. But like, even just like me watching it, as we're watching it, uh, one of the characters, Maeve... said, have you seen Westworld? Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, Maeve is really brutal and murders a lot of people. A lot of people. But I love her. Like, <laughs> and like we've been talking about this all week. Like Andrew's like, I don't know. She's kind of crazy. She's killing a lot of people. And I'm like, she's so cool. Although well, Meg is
0: like super into it. I'm like, yeah, she's cool. Apart from the homicide. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I don't know. Just food for thought, I guess. Or, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I
1: just think like everyone has kind of like an innate fascination for gory brutal things Mm -hmm. like i love murder podcasts and i love like cold case oh same 100 percent. yeah and like a lot of people like that but you know people start to feel uncomfortable when they try to analyze why do i actually enjoy this yeah like is there something wrong with me but i think it's just kind of it's interesting they're um kind of morbid stories that you want to know and it can also be a way to like educate yourself on how to be safe yeah
0: like i said i don't think this movie like condemns you for enjoying those things Mm -hmm. it's just uh, maybe encouraging you to keep to keep it in check and i think that more than anything it condemns movies that are purposeful purposely purposelessly. is that a word Without purpose, uh, but, like, ultra-violent. And I think of something like Child's Play. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That, like, that movie literally has no point.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it's just people getting murdered. Yeah. Because then you think, like, I think that, again, if this movie were a person, if it sat down and watched something, like, Hereditary, you know what I mean? Which is very brutal and very violent. Mm -hmm. But, like, there's a lot to take away from that movie. I don't think that it's condemning enjoying media with violence I think that it is a little bit condemning enjoying media for the violence Mm
2: -hmm. yeah and also like you said just like keeping yourself in check as to what the violence in the media you're watching is doing to you Mm mm-hmm
0: and listen, I'm not one of those people, like, I'm not one of those people that believes that violent video games cause school shootings or something like that. I think that's completely ridiculous. But I do think that the things that you take in um, do have an effect on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I realize those might sound like contradictory statements, but I don't think that they are. Like, they're not going to fundamentally change who you are as a person, but, like, there's only so many hours in the day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, like, what kind of stuff do you want to spend your time taking in?
1: Yep. So.
0: That's what I meant when I said this one was probably one of the heavier movies that we've covered. And this is why we started with the chopped four (laughs) ingredients. (laughs) Because it is somber and it is depressing and it is like, I mean, we say all of these like I say all these things not uh, exonerating myself in any way. Like I'm very much in that camp of people who have sat down to watch something just for the violence. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. We're all imperfect people.
1: This is true.
0: I feel like this has mostly been me talking and I apologize listeners.
1: I didn't really have anything to say. So have at it. I talked a lot at the beginning.
0: That's true. In any case, um, anything else?
2: I think we kind of
1: covered as much as we really can. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Without so. the existential just like shooting up. <laughs> <laughs> I can't take much more.
0: Much more existential dread. Yeah. What's the highest the scale has ever reached?
1: Uh there was like a point last year where I was like super stressed about school and just my life and it was pretty high back then. Wow. So, you know, Prozac's really helping take it down. That's good. <laughs> so we're we're slowly decreasing.
0: Let's get that baseline down. When we watch Paddington 2, I want to try and get you down to a 60.
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we're going to get whatever trivia we have. And then we're going to do final thoughts, rating out of 10. And we're going to put this movie on the Western scale, which is the only definitive way to rank movies on a scale of 1 to 10. Sid, what do you have for us?
1: Um, So I don't have too much for this one
0: yeah i read the trivia trying to see if i could figure out how long that one take was and i was uh-huh. like oh there's only six trivia things yeah
1: here. <laughs> yeah so not too much um so tim roth who played the dad um said that the, f- the film pretty much abused him and he'll never watch it mostly because um the kid who played his son resembles his own son and he just wasn't oh, into it it's a fat
0: yikes um
1: and yeah so the production crew used the blueprints from the 19 19- oh my phone just told me it's time for bed um bye sid (laughs) see ya i gotta go guys it's time for bed um yeah so they just took the the blueprints from the first set and remade them as a new one yeah um okay um the only suggestion that michael hannicky accepted from the actors is that ann get undressed earlier than she did in the original um because it makes her more vulnerable makes sense Mm -hmm. and then the kind of the one of the main points with paul being able to speak to the audience and control time is just that he's always in control and that's all i have for you guys
0: well that's some trivia thank you Mm
2: -hmm. it is like pretty freaky that like how control like how in control he is like that would be terrifying
0: even when she's like finding the dog in the trunk and he looks back and just looks at you yeah he's so gross Awesome character, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Becca, your final thoughts and rating out of 10.
2: Can we not start with me this time? What? I just like. I, can go. I feel like I just want to, like. I feel like I can't rate it
1: yet.
0: You can't abstain.
1: Well, I'll, I'll rate it.
0: All right, Sid, so you go. But...
1: Um, okay. I don't feel like I have too much else to say. Um, There are things that I appreciated not necessarily enjoyed um it's definitely one that i'll be thinking about for a while not really one that i will want to revisit anytime soon um but yeah solid performances um just like a it's a pretty you know it's a pretty good story um yeah good characters i'm um yeah i'm gonna give this one mm, i wasn't ready for this
0: Uh, 7.5. Righto. Becca, now you're up.
2: No, you go. I want to go last.
0: (laughs) Why do you get to go last? I always get to go last.
2: Well, now, today, I get to go last. Let's switch
1: it up a bit.
0: Fine. Um, this might be the biggest divide in scores that we've ever had. Even bigger than, uh, Hereditary. Hereditary was, the gap was 8.5 to 9.4. Um... I think this is honestly um, kind of an incredible movie. I think that it's very well done. Um, I think that the themes, I guess, to me, are communicated very clearly. Um, Becca, you said that some of the things that I mentioned you wouldn't have thought about if we hadn't talked about it. And that I find that in itself interesting. But I, I think that the themes are communicated pretty clearly. I think that everybody turns in fantastic performances. I think the direction is fantastic. Um, and again, just based on the fact of how much I've thought about this since I uh, saw it the first time, um, I give this movie a 9.5. Wow.
2: All right. Jesus.
0: That's why I said that's 100% the biggest golf that we've oh, ever had.
2: God. Yeah. Well... I will say that my score is not dependent on your numbers. I've had my score since we if started. If you say 8-5,
0: I'm turning off the podcast and walking away.
2: <laughs> I'm, it's not 8-5. Okay, good. <laughs> Close, but it's not 8-5. Um, I don't know. It's, it's just like tough for me because after immediately watching it, like I liked it, but I didn't catch all the deep stuff maybe it would have if i had more time to sit and think about it by myself i think i still would have like been thinking about it for a long time i just wouldn't be able to quite put my finger on exactly what it is that it's trying to say so i'm glad that you brought it up andrew but i don't know i i feel like i still need to wait to give it a score but i'm just gonna give it the score that i've been thinking about the whole podcast we need a score and that is just 8.0 just an eight i feel bad for rating it low. mine's not that much higher than you yours. you shouldn't
0: ever feel bad for your no. rating it's your rating that's true it's like the heat of your hot take you determine it
1: except we totally bullied becca into rating hereditary better
2: yeah <laughs> you're like oh it's okay Sid. you know <laughs> you can rate it however low you want but becca you better rate hereditary you know, higher and you better maybe, rate birdman do you want cha- hey, to change hey we rate- didn't
0: make you rate anything on birdman you you wrote you rated it what you wanted
1: maybe I'll i know, but you, this you've been
2: talking about it ever since birdman that i should rate it higher because you should it's, it's incredible well just to make a point i'm never gonna change it
0: do you wow. <laughs> okay i'm sitting here i have the weston scale open we can have a little revisionist corner here if you want
1: no. Do you want to change your
0: rating on Hereditary? Don't Are you give it to peer it?
1: pressure. No.
0: We're, we're, what? The peer pressure is now to change it?
1: <laughs> I, I don't understand what's happening anymore. Um, Other topics. How many days till midsummer?
0: Hang on. I need to get this score first. 8.0, 7.5, and a 9.5.
2: I'd say it's like eight point eight four. Well, because... would be in the middle of 7.5 and 9.5, but mine was all lower than 8.5.
0: 8.4 it is. Wow. That's, that's a huge divide between all of us. Like we're usually maybe 0.2 to 0.3 points off of each other. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. I like that. We need to do more movies like this. Not, not horrendously disturbing, but like (laughs) please with stratified opinions. Yeah that ties it with slumdog millionaire that's weird What? The? <laughs> huh. but pretty much right in the middle all right uh, becca here's the thing i'm gonna give you the opportunity since you're complaining no. about it so much do you want to change the score no
2: i'm saying i don't want to change the score
0: you're happy with an eight five on hereditary
2: oh we're talking about hereditary
1: um yeah
2: i i did do that i think you did already free will
1: um, i didn't change bird no, but I think you did adjust your score for hereditary. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Sid, what about you? Are you still happy with an 8.8 for hereditary?
1: I may need to give it another watch.
0: Oh, yeah, you do. <laughs> it's so freaking good. Yes. We'll a wait hard on that one. movie. Yes. I'm happy true. with my 9.4. I'm, pl- I'm pleased with that. That's fine. All right. Let's get into some other topics. If this is where you leave us, we understand. We're basically just going to go over other things that we've been watching what we're interested in and how long until midsummer comes out um if you want to get in contact with us you can do so via email contact at com. you can find us on all the social medias at wewatchpodcast that's facebook that's facebook.com slash wewatchpodcast twitter at wewatchpodcast instagram at wewatchpodcast all of it we love you um other topics what do we got guys
1: i watched enemy
0: yeah. You didn't wait for us. We pulled it like fifty million times for the podcast. Yeah,
1: I was like, "Let's just let's do it." I I really liked it. I'm still trying to process it. Um, and I watched like a, a video analysis of Did it. Did you watch today. the Chris Stuckman one? I think so. Yeah. Was it like the twenty minute one? Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. So that really helped me to kind of, I don't know, just like really think through the movie and understand what actually just happened. I still think I need some more time. To fully form an opinion about it, um, but like, I'll I love anything Denis Villeneuve will put out there. So I I did really enjoy it. I'm still just struggling to figure out how
0: much. Yeah, that's when I'm constantly anxious to watch that movie again because it's most likely a ten for me. Mm-hmm. But I just need to confirm it. Mm-hmm. That movie's so outstanding.
1: Yeah it was really and just like two jake gyllenhaals yeah right could you what get more any more better you want? <laughs> well and ryan gosling that's what work let's get four two ryan goslings <laughs> two jake gyllenhaals all in one movie
0: it's pretty obtuse but that ending is still just legendary did you know about it before going yeah. in ah oh, that's unfortunate yeah i know because we had no idea
2: it was such a shock yeah
0: he just goes around the corner and, <laughs>
1: and
0: then it just ends yeah. like oh it's so freaking good but yeah, that's one I still would love to do that one for the podcast. Yeah. I think really th- that's one again if 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 our mission is to help people gain a deeper understanding of a deeper understanding and appreciation of film, that's one that um I think deserves to be expounded upon mm-hmm. because there's a lot going on there and more than we have time for in this small segment. Mm-hmm. What else?
1: Um I watched Anima. So Was oh, that the
0: PTA thing yes. on Netflix?
1: It was so good.
0: I need to watch it. I've been listening to the album, but um, I haven't watched the thing on Netflix. It was
1: only fifteen minutes, and like I don't know too much of Tom York or Radiohead. Um, well, that's a freaking shame. I'm sorry. I was just gonna say, I'm probably gonna listen to him now because of it. But it's just a, it's so cool. Like the it's pretty much just like a bunch of dancers. So Becca would love it. But the choreography is so cool. And it's just, yeah, I was just like sitting there just like with my mouth open like an idiot.
0: So do you listen to music while you drive? Yes. Okay. Before you leave our home.
1: What am I listening to?
0: You're going to listen to In Rainbows.
1: In Rainbows. Okay.
0: It's the best Radiohead album. Okay. And don't let anybody tell you otherwise.
1: Okay. I won't. Um, Yeah. And then I saw Child's Play too. Child's Play as well. Oh um it was fine yeah you know yeah um and then i saw toy story 4 and i cried like an idiot (laughs) like a stupid stupid baby was it good it was so good
0: do you have to have seen toy story 3
1: you haven't seen toy story 3 i don't think so what go watch it right now
0: i'm busy right now i'm doing a podcast
1: go watch it when we're done
0: (laughs) we're gonna go play alien isolation
1: I mean like you don't have to, but it's why better you. It's so good.
0: Again, there's only so many hours in the day. And I'd rather finish up watching rest of PTA's films. PTA being Paul Thomas Anderson for the <laughs> uninitiated. The
1: Parent Teacher <laughs> Association. We love them.
0: <laughs> I'd rather just go watch The Master like three or four times.
1: <laughs> just give it give it a watch. It's a great one. I love it.
0: I actually think I'm gonna watch Boogie Nights next.
1: Oh, that one's good sounds really good yeah all right and that's pretty much all i have watched
0: um we've been constantly reminding me why i don't like tv by watching westworld (laughs) (laughs) i love it it's so good
2: (laughs) that's pretty much all we've been watching
0: yeah it sucks i look at my movie list now and ever since we started watching westworld it's just nothing (laughs) (laughs) um we went and saw child's play yeah, a whole lot to say. It was fine.
1: I mean, like it was fun, but it there wasn't really anything. It to was it. fun
0: until they killed the old black lady. Yeah, yeah. that was, I was like cross the line. I was a like, bit. Yeah. give me deaths that I can cheer for here, as yeah. I completely contradict everything <laughs> that we have just talked about on this podcast. You know what I mean? Like that made me so mad. I was yeah. like, she's just a nice old lady. She didn't have anything to do with this. Chucky didn't need to murder her.
1: Yeah, I thought that like he was gonna like crash the car and like she'd be hurt but she'd be fine i didn't same and then he jumps in
0: and stabs her
1: yeah it was all like that was pretty gruesome just like the way
2: he's controlling the car like no thank you
0: yeah mark hamill did do a really good job though yeah as he always does he's an incredible voice actor
1: right i think i've talked about this movie before but brigsby bear
0: Uh
1: um so, I love that movie. It's great. I highly recommend it. But pretty much in it Mark Hamill voices like this animatronic bear that's like supposed to be like all like cute and cuddly. And so as soon as Chucky started talking, I was just like I can't see anything other than Briggsby Bear. <laughs> and it kind of ruined the movie for me. <laughs> huh. Yeah. Anyway.
0: That's uh...
1: great movie. Watch watch Briggsby Bear.
0: Briggsby Bear. All right. Um, and that's it. We've just been watching Westworld, which again, Westworld is really good. And if you are in to TV, you should watch Westworld because it's some of the better TV that I've ever seen. It's written by Jonathan Nolan, who is the actual secret behind all of Christopher Nolan's movies. <laughs> Cause he pretty much <laughs> writes all of them. Um, so the storytelling is really good. There's a lot of twists that you won't see coming. Um, It is a really interesting meditation on some of the themes explored by uh, things like Blade Runner and the new Alien movies as far as what is consciousness. What does it mean to be human? uh, What is life? What is the meaning of death? um, Getting to know your true self, understanding our inner desires as humans. All of those kind of things are explored um, in very effective ways. It's fantastic. I just I hate. This is what I don't like about TV is it just keeps going, mm-hmm. right? Like, I like to sit down for between one and a half and three hours and just have a thing. Yeah. And, like, when it's done, I'm done. But, like, Westworld or any other TV, I'm like, I sit down for an hour and then it's over. And I'm like, God, do I want to give this another hour? Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, shoot. But I have to give it seven more hours because I'm only on episode three. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but it is it does also help with, like, um like the HBO shows. is yeah. There are longer episodes, but... Ten of them. Yeah. So there's really not that many episodes. So it is easier to like kind of talk myself into
0: it. Every TV show ever should never have, unless you're like a sitcom, should yeah. never have more than 10 episodes in a season. Yeah.
2: Well, and I think it's super effective. Like I love TV shows and like 10 hours gives you a lot of time to really like get into something. Yeah, That's true. It just takes a long time to yeah. watch. Through I just it. prefer
0: movies myself, yeah. yeah. but it's a lot easier. Like. It's easier to convince Becca to sit down to watch something for an hour than for two hours mm. on any given night. So. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Take what I can get. Um, midsummer. We're going. It, today Woo! is Friday. We're going to see Midsummer on Tuesday.
1: Woohoo! Yeah, I won't be there. I'll be there in spirit.
0: You will be there in spirit. Yes. Um, but then we can't do it for the podcast next week. Sorry unfortunately so it will be not not next week but the following week will be our episode on midsummer we will have seen it twice because we're going to go on tuesday and then we're going to go together as a podcast crew to see it again
2: so that we can watch the movie and then talk about it
0: as is we just want to be true to the name
2: yes (laughs) because
0: that's what that's what makes a numbered episode versus a not numbered episode Mm -hmm. right
2: whether or not we watched it before we talked about
0: it, exactly and i would not want i will quit the podcast if midsummer is not episode 37 i'll do it
2: okay 37 i thought this was episode 34
0: this is 35
2: okay all
1: right
0: (laughs) there you go (laughs) okay (laughs) all right folks that'll do it for us right yes yeah All right, we love you. Again, if you want to get in contact with us, we'd love to hear from you. Any movie suggestions, if you think we're stupid, if you think we totally misread funny games and you want to educate us, contact at wewatchpodcast.com. Slide into the DMs. Uh, Sid and Becca do a fantastic job at managing our Instagram and Facebook accounts. Um, Facebook.com slash wewatchpodcast. Instagram at wewatchpodcast. We have a Twitter account. I won't see it if you DM me there. uh, Because I don't use it. But I need to start. Uh, we love you. We thank you. We appreciate you. Tell your mom about the podcast. We'd love to have your mom listening to us. She seems like a nice lady. We'll see you next week. We love you. What are you going to say, Becca? <laughs> no. Becca just leaned in to say something and then she didn't.
2: No, I was going to say, but if you've already told your mom, you should tell someone else now.
0: Yes. Yeah, if you've already However, told your mom, tell your friends. You tell your cousin. And then you tell. tell your friends to tell their moms. Yes. Here's the thing. If we could get... Like a 90s style email chain that says, <laughs> like, listen to five episodes of We Watch Movies and then talk about them or you'll have bad luck for 25 years. <laughs> I would love to get an email chain like that going. And if you really love us, uh, leave us a review on iTunes so that when I search for our podcast, I don't have to go to page three. <laughs> um, we thank you. We love you. We appreciate you. And we'll see you next week.
1: See ya. Bye.